What's going on? This is Ugo Opara, PA licensed real estate agent and investor, reporting to you live, uh, actually from Sharon Hill. Um, it's so crazy because I this is like my third take of this recording, and I can't figure. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I just keep keep screwing it up, man. Um, it's just entirely too sensitive. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. You know what I mean? You're recording and then you get a phone call. It's instead of it saving. Anyways, I'm not going to go into details, whatever. It is what it is. I'm here now. We're talking it up. And, um, you know, how, how was your weekend? You know, hope, hopefully you had a good weekend. Uh, a theme for, you know, if you ask most people in this region, how was their weekend? They're going to tell you that it was hot as hell. In fact, one of my favorite, one of my favorite memes that, that, that's been floating around all through this weekend was... Um, was this you know it's like a weather forecast and you know when you have the weather there's different different depictions for you know if it's going to be a sunny day or a rainy day or like a windy day or whatever whatever so this meme uh takes the windy day notation and turns it pardon pardon of all the language that we're about to get into but turns it into like caricature human testicles right and the caption says that this weekend's forecast is that it's going to be hot hot as balls <laughs> so um i i found that very funny i don't know if anyone chuckled but i thought that was hilarious um but yeah so uh highlight for this weekend was that my girlfriend's birthday july 20th and um you know just just uh, just uh, the amount of people that came through just to show love was just uh, was fantastic i really appreciated anyone any and everyone that came through with gift cards and a bottle of wine i mean i, I you know greatly appreciated um you know had, had almost i think maybe 60 70 people that showed showed up and um you know she was very fearful she's like oh my god I, if no one comes i'm gonna be so sad and i'm not gonna do any more parties and i'm like girl you know she's just such a she's just such a genuine awesome person i just knew that the the the, i just knew that we were gonna have a good turnout didn't expect as many people but nonetheless it was a good turnout and i'm just you know i had a ball um so thank you to everyone that showed through uh also um you know right working on an offer working working on three offers and um you know, looks like looks like one of them is going to get accepted, and that's going to be for two twenty. So uh, a little shy, a little shy from a quarter mil, but um, but you know, still going towards the goal. My goal every month is half a mil in uh, in, in gross sales, and for me, the reason and that breaks down to about six million a year in gross sales, and that's something that I'm aiming for to make sure that I hit. A certain uh, you know gross commission income or GCI. This is all pertains to my real estate business. So really excited about that. Hopefully you know we can push past that that dollar amount and uh, take it from there. So um so yeah so that's that. What else? What else? What else? Um we did a clean out at a at a, at a property that uh, I'm working on. So the clean out's done on that one. And uh, actually well it's not done. They're still they're still they're still going to be doing a dump. Um, they're still going to be taking a trip today. So grabbing out, grabbing what's left and tearing, you know, taking that, taking that to the dump and, um, you know, taking it from there. So I think that that's going to be finished up today. Um, have plumbing inspection on that same property that we're, you know, doing a clean out. It's not even a clean out. It's just like a haul away, you know, I mean, hauling all the debris away 
So uh, plumbing inspection, that one's going to be this week. So I'm super excited about that. Um, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's pretty much it. Uh, it's pretty much it. One of the things that I did uh, want to talk about that no one really talks about, and I want to bring it, I want to bring it up, um, is the notion, and I really, I'm really trying my best to stop saying, um, so I forgive me if that's something that irritates you. I know that it irritates me because I, I hear myself saying it, but I don't, I can't, I can't, I'm not catching it soon enough. But anyways, one of the things that I think is really cool about real estate, especially buying and hold real estate that not enough people talk about, I don't think so, is the, and and this is the only this is the only analogy I've been able to come up with is how you know the more that you're in it the better lubrication it's like lubrication you know what I mean the more you're in this real estate field and you're doing it and you're buying rentals and you're dealing with tenants uh, the better you know the more lubrication it gives you and the reason lubrication is good is because reduces doesn't eliminate now doesn't eliminate but it greatly reduces the friction you see what i'm saying you see what i did there are you are you are you picking up what i'm putting down um and and, and i'm gonna put put numbers into the analogy so you know there's a better context of exactly what the hell i'm talking about so perfect example is my first property my first three four unit apartment building that thing grosses about fifteen fifteen hundred dollars a month right? Consistently. And let's say it took me, let's say every, let's say it took me $30,000 or I don't know, let's say $36,000 is what it took me to be able to pull that deal off. And it took me, you know, four years or yeah, four years, $10,000. Oh no, well let's yeah, four years, $10,000 a month to get to that 36, right? I mean, $10,000 a year to get to that 36. So it's yeah. So, but once I have this property in place, I'm not banking on the full 15. Let's just say I do a thousand, but now that thousand dollars a month is going to give me 12 at the end of the year, right? So now that I have 12 subtracted from the 36, that means I only have 24 that I need to save. So now I can, instead of, I don't have to wait four years, I can pull a trigger in three. So now three years go by and now I'm able to pull a trigger on another property. I add that property. Let's just assume to keep everything simple that it also nets me $1,000 a month. Now I'm at $2,000 a month for $24,000 in a year. That 24 subtracted from the 36, I need to pull the trigger, means that I only need to save $12,000 in a year, right? So now, you know, I'm able to save, I'm able to pull the trigger in a, in a year and a half, not a full two years, in a year and a half. After I pull the trigger on the third property, assuming it makes me $1,000 a month as well, I'm now at $36,000 a year. That means now I can pull the trigger once a year. I can religiously pull the trigger at least once a year. So now on the fourth go around, right? The fourth go around, I am at $4,000 a month. That's $48,000 in a year plus the 12 that I'm saving puts it at 60, right? 60 may be able to get me into two deals, right? 60 maybe to get me into two deals. So now if I get into two deals, boom, now I don't even have to save anymore, right? The portfolio is generating all the money it needs to pull off to add two properties to itself at the same time. And I think that that's such a fascinating thing. That is such an awesome, awesome, awesome thing. 
You know what I mean? And one of the one of the things that and what that did for me when I first hit that, oh, wow, listen, I'm making a thousand dollars off this one building. It really it really changed the way I thought about what was attainable and not, because prior to physically seeing it for myself, I was just always under the impression like, oh, man, I'm going to need 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 units in order to, you know, do the, you know, do this thing on a big scale, you know, re- retire with any type of money. That's what I'm going to need. And I love the big guys. I love people like Grant Cardone with his apartment buildings and, and all that stuff. I think it's fantastic. I love it. G-Wagon, the, the, the jet, the Gulfstream. I love it. Right. But most people don't even want to aspire to get to that level. And I think it's perfectly fine. I don't think that's a level that you have to aspire for. But what I do think is absolutely reasonable, absolutely attainable, is for you to do $10,000, dollars $20,000 net monthly rental income and be able to pull that off in 20 by have you know with 20 to 25 units completely 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 doable and i know people that are doing it with less because here's what happens let's say you get to ten thousand dollars a month you got a hundred and twenty thousand dollars net every single month you're still working your job we're not touching any of this income that's coming in we might tinker with it a little bit but for nine times out of ten nine point nine times out of ten a bulk of this is staying to grow the pro to grow the um to grow uh grow the portfolio only money you're, t- you're allowed to touch is the money you touch from actively working. So we're not quitting our day jobs. We're not. No, we're building this thing out and we're leveraging not having to touch the money to accelerate the growth, increase the lubrication. You're still working your nine to five. That's why a lot of times when I'm with my coaching clients, when they're like, oh, Ugo, I, I want to quit so I can do this full time. I'm like, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The best thing you got going for you right now is your job. Oh, I don't have enough time, bro. That you just have a lack of systems to help you work with the limited times that you have. That's it. It's just a lack of time, a lack of planning. That's it. A lack of systems and a lack of planning. A lack of 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 um, a lack of planning. A lack of delega- delegation. A lack of collaboration. A lot of people aren't doing joint ventures. I don't know why, but. Those are the things that if you were to change, you'd have a different outlook on things. So no, quitting your job is not something that I recommend to my clients. In fact, I challenge them to keep it. I challenge them to keep that job for as long as you can. Or before you quit, you know what I mean? Let that portfolio reach to what you're making now, right? If you're making 6,000 a month, all right, then we'll wait till your portfolio hit 6,000 a month and wait. You know what I mean? Just wait. And what happens is, you know, back to what I wanted to discuss, which is how people don't need to, you know, need so many units to to still do six figures passively, is that let's say you get 12 units, right? And now you got $12,000 coming in, you're putting two aside just for the sake of putting two aside, right? You always want to be... Always want to be conservative. I'm not here to to take risks or anything like that. Always going to be conservative. So you take... You got $10,000 coming a month, right? It's just a couple things you can do. With, when you have a hundred grand coming in a month on your portfolio, the the you you can say, all right, cool. I'm not going to keep doing these small properties, right? Two single family, duplex, triplex, four units. You don't have to keep doing these small properties. You can now look at bigger things. You can now say, listen, I'm going to put a hundred thousand dollars down on something, or or eighty thousand, whatever the case may be. You now have the ability to put. 
to, you know, to drop it down on some real, you know, real big projects. Or maybe you don't want to do any projects. Maybe, maybe, you know, you're at $12,000 a month right now and you're only working with the 10, saving two. What you can do in this position is you can now say, all right, well, look, at the end of the year, I have $120,000, right? What am I going to do if this hundred, or let's just cut it even shorter. Let's say you have a hundred grand at the end of the year, right? What are you going to do with that money? Now you may go back and look at your portfolio and say, okay, cool. Well, what, what can we pay down? What can we pay down? I'm not saying paid off, but what can we pay down? And now what your goal is, is you want to have it where so long as you have just one unit occupied, there's no overhead. And by overhead, I mean, you know, taxes, insurance, uh, property management, um, you know, saving for a rainy day, repairs, things like that. No overhead whatsoever, right? You know what I mean? So I, I, that that makes a lot of sense, you know? And, and, and that's a way where you'll have someone who has, let's say, 15 units, 15 buildings, right? If 15 buildings and they're doing, I don't know, $150,000 a year net. And live in their life. Right? That's someone that doesn't have... You don't have to aspire to the levels of Grant Cardone. But what? how dope would it be to have 15 units completely paid off? Completely paid off. I'm talking about completely paid off. And after you factor in for everything, literally every single thing, you still make $150,000. I, I think that's dope. I think that's phenomenal. I think that's a great that's a great that's a great position to be in. And and listen, no no one says don't work. I'm not saying don't work. You don't, I mean you can still work. You know? Um and 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 and, and I want to segue real quick and talk about the 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 notion where, you know, oh, um so real quick, I don't I don't accept market rate tenants, right? I I've I I've, I've I used to I do property management for a lot of investors. And, you know, they're, they're very pro, um, they're very pro on, on, um, on getting market rate tenants. And I'm not, oh no, I'm not, that is not my lane. I don't want none and I don't want none of that. That ain't where I want to be at. I am all about the subsidized tenants. Now, why am I about the subsidized tenants? Right? Because I don't have time for the excuses. I don't want to hear it, man. I don't want to hear it. I, you know, I kid you not, this is exactly something that happened to me. This is a real life example. I had a tenant call me and say, Ugo, I'm not going to be able to make my rent payment this month because my cat ate some stuff and I had to take her to the veterinary ER and pay for the cat to have surgery to save her life. Now, for those of y'all who don't know me, I'm from Nigeria. We don't give a crap about these animals, yo. We 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 don't. I mean, it's, uh, my parents would never pay to to for a cat to have surgery, or a dog, or a goat, or a bird. I mean, no. It's that hey man, you know, the, the cat's got had a, a good life. Okay, hey, we're gonna put it to sleep. Thank you. What? How much does it cost? No, 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 no. Put it to sleep. We'll buy another one. Yeah, that's just that that. And some people think that's cold hearted. I, I, I 
it, it I, no comment. I don't think it is. I think it's just, you know, uh, value, priorities. You know what I mean? I'm not going to spend a bunch of money on a pet, you know? And and a lot of people are listening to this and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a culture thing, dude. America's, uh, America's interesting. But outside of America, uh, no, it, no, 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 no. Sorry, animals, no. Um, and I may be wrong. I'm pretty sure there are certain parts of around the world where there's that big of an emphasis on pets and pet insurance and all that nature. I'm sure, I'm sure that exists, but for the most part, no, (laughs) it is not a thing. (laughs) Um, but anyways, no, I, I prefer market rent. I mean, um, I, I mean, I, I prefer most, most people prefer market rent, but I, 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 I do not. And I will never prefer market rent simply because of the the liabilities man it's a risk it's a risky thing to do a perfect example is this right so i i have or not me i have a client that has a building that's in the same area as i have a building right two bedroom uh or just you know we'll just call it a unit one of my units two bedroom units very small two bedroom units gets nine ten right his is you know right around the corner he's getting you know he's getting 900 on his right um i my my tenant is subsidized his tenant is not so if the tenant can't make the payment it's a hundred percent no payment zero is the money coming in that's it but with my tenants right my tenant of the 910 the 910 is the rent their portion is 118 dollars so for whatever let's just call it 100 we'll just call it 100 let's just call it 950 and then their their portion is 150 so at the on the first of every month direct deposited from the government or you know pha whatever program i'm with is 800 dollars, right and then the tenant is also supposed to deposit the 150 every single month right i on worst case scenario for me is i just don't collect on the 150 that's worst case. Worst case for my friend is they don't collect on the whole entire 950. Ah, and people say, well, Ugo, the trade-off is the market rent tenant isn't going to tear the place up as bad as the subsidized tenant. And I think that's just baloney. It's all about how you manage it. A lot of people, they go in and they treat the market rent tenants with a much higher level of attention. You know what I mean? And they lay down the laws and rules and things like that. And and I'd say, why, well, why don't why don't why don't you do that with with a, a, um, a subsidized tenant? Right. A lot of people in the market, you know, for market tenants, they'll screen for uh, their credit, screen the background, check for employment. They'll probably pop up on a property to make sure that the market rate tenant is living in a way that they agree with. Right. But when it comes to the subsidized uh, tenant, they're like, oh well, uh, you know, since we know it's guaranteed money, we're not going to do any screening. It's stupid. It's so stupid. We'll come, really? And then they wonder, oh my God, they tore the place up. I, I never saw this coming. Jeez, gee, well, oh my goodness. I'm like, yeah, you never screened your tenants. Yes, I understand that the money's guaranteed, but so what? Screen your tenants. What are we talking about? What, what are we doing, baby? So screen your tenants. I screen my tenants. I make them pay an application fee. You know, two months of security deposit, you know, I and I let them know, like, look, if the light bulb is busted, you fix it. If the sink is clogged, it's your fault. You pay for it. 
if the smoke detector battery goes, it's your you fix it. If there's a hole in the screen, it's out of your pocket. Because when I gave you the screen, there wasn't no holes in it. When I gave you the sink, it wasn't clogged, right? You know, when I when I when I gave you the the apartment, all the light bulbs worked, and they're LED. So like you really you got to do something stupid. You know what I mean? But it's just like yeah, don't 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 be stupid. There's addendums that I do on top of the lease. On top of the lease, there are addendums that I have them go over and sign and acknowledge. Oh, I get it. Uh huh. I make them pay for a portion of water. A lot of landlords say, "Oh, you can't pay for a portion of water." Listen, whatever two parties agree to, shall be law. So for for if it's a duplex, listen, I'm charging everyone in that building. Now, if it's a one bedroom versus a two bedroom, of course we're gonna we're gonna you know divvy it up. Maybe maybe fifteen dollars for the one bedroom and then thirty bucks for the two bedroom something like that you know I me mean? but but I'm, I'm i'm getting that water money i'm getting that water money man you know so that these are all the little things that you can do to make it just so much better and, not, and nine times out of ten most people are not and that's why we go over these things so much in my coat with my coaching suit clients you know what i mean there's just there's just so many things to learn um but just little little things like that are, are reasons that people complain about pha and things like that now i'm not going to sugarcoat it it's not always sunshine and roses no i have a tenant right now pays on time and everything i can't stand this person it is not a character miss he really showed or she really showed the fangs when it came to you know when it came to doing things the person really showed their fangs and that that was an eye-opener um and of course you know it's a little bit of a learning curve, <laughs> a little bit of a learning curve. You have inspectors as well. And, you know, they may pass or fail you depending on how they feel. And then you have annual reinspections and things like that. But overall, man, you just put a system in place to get that all managed. And, man, you're in great shape. You're in great shape, baby. You're in great shape. But, um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much it for today. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully the audio is crystal clear on this one. And uh yeah, we'll be uh we'll be signing out. Alright, thanks.